tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! So he finds a script on my desk, takes it, Rips off the front page, puts his name on it, says by him... The Expendables. Yes! <laughs> wow. Freaking asshole. This whole time. Are we live? We are live! Uh-oh! As we are covering the UFC on Fox Sports 1. Very rare title match on Fox Sports 1. Mm-hmm. For the first time ever. Well, I guess maybe not ever. I think they had a, the, not the first time not ever. Not the first time title match, Fox Sports yet. possibly first time for... Uh, for definitely this weight class. Was it, or did they do a Dillashaw and Burrell rematch? Wasn't that on... No, that was on Fox. I think they did a... Oh, Fox Sports. Yeah, I yeah. think they did Carla Sparza against uh <laughs> <laughs> Namajunas. It was either the finals or the Jancic fight that was on Fox Sports 1. The finals, yeah, would have been uh, Fox Sports, I believe. We'll have to look that up. We'll look Actually, it up. Or we can just have our guy Joe Boza do it. I know you're in the chat room, buddy. But we are live covering the fight that we saw last night. Uh, what a great night of fights. I feel like every week I'm saying history has been made one more time. What was the fight night we saw last night? It George? was the main event with the UFC Bantamweight Championship title fight. Dominic Cruz trying to regain his uh, his championship against mm-hmm. TJ Dillashaw. Doing so successfully, huh? Successfully. What a great fight it was. Yeah. I think it was a great fight. But before we talk about the fights, we all want to know who you two lovely people are. Us two is one and we are... Uh-oh. Cool J. <laughs> we are hard as me. hell. <laughs> Battle anybody. She don't care who you tell. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Lethal Laura. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. JTan716, as usual, all over your internet. You can follow me at G Hermosa, George Hermosa, Yahoo. Not Yahoo. Uh, Twitter <laughs> and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have more Twitter followers than Instagram followers, by the way. Apparently my tweets are more interesting than my pictures. I think it's a bigger universe. Twitter. What kind of pictures do you post? Good ones. What kind? Like me, me and my dog. Oh. And uh, doing fun, fun stuff like out. No, the, the dog or is the usually not really on the couch. The dog's <laughs> usually doing chores. Oh. You'll see the dog doing boring stuff like the dishes, or there was one where it was uh, uh, cutting the grass on the lawnmower. I, 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 right? I Instagram either about the Dodgers, my dog, wrestling, or the Patriots, and not MMA. So and I used to, I used to I used to Instagram about me being on this show, <laughs> and, then, and I used to do like a, a hashtag OOTD outfit of the day. Go back, go back to my Instagram, see what's <laughs> up. But uh, we're going to talk about uh, yesterday's fights. What a great night of fights, as I just mentioned. TJ Dillashaw defending his time championship against Dominic Cruz. Uh, a lot of storyline going into this match. Dominic oh, yeah. Cruz, um, the guy's only fought four times in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Just about. I mean, here's and a guy once who, in the past two, I think. Pretty much his last fight. Uh, I mean, I know Ariel Hawani is really good with the numbers. I'm not really good. I'm good with like dates. Um, I know September 27th, 2014, 2014. I think it was his last fight against Akiya Mizugaki. Mm-hmm. He was the main event of the prelims. 
that's how stacked that card was. He was a main event of the prelims, and he looked amazing in that fight. Of course, in the meantime, TJ Dillashaw has been pretty much tearing up that Bantamweight division. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people calling him the, dom- the new Dominic Cruz, just with mm-hmm. a lot of his footwork. Um, a lot of storyline, like I said, in, in this match. Uh, what do you guys think about the buildup coming in as far as the that interview that we were uh, everybody was talking about, about uh, Dillashaw and Cruz and whatnot? With, with John Anik, yeah. where Cruz just goes off on his face, mm-hmm. or in his face, yeah. rather. Yeah. I think that was the big sizzle of, of the whole thing. I think the card... Uh, or, or the match itself, finishing up 2000 this, uh, 2015, um, I think it got shoved to the back of people's minds mm-hmm. a little bit uh, until Dillashaw, or sorry, Cruz cut that promo on Dillashaw. And then it was, and once we got past Robbie Lawler and, and Carlos Condit, it was like, okay, now what's on the plate? Ooh, this looks tasty, you know? And, and there was that nice, chunky, as I like to say, chunky storyline there that, you know, Cruz put uh, really set it off. I think. Were you, were you looking forward to it, this uh, this fight as much as everyone else does? You know what? After that little promo that um, was put together, that kind of amped me up for that for the the fight. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, yeah. You know, and just you know, kind of researching all the background and what was going on before, mm-hmm. and the, you know the history that Cruz has with uh, Uriah Faber as well, mm-hmm. and just what that means in regards to like the the actual um, the ending of this fight. Right. So it was just very interesting going into it. There was still enough of a, a kind of a cousin to um, there was enough of a storyline between uh, Dillashaw or sorry, damn it, um, Cruz versus Team Alpha Male. Yes. That there was enough still here that you could kind of continue, consider it like Episode Seven. Star Wars picks up thirty years later. Mm-hmm. Cruz, uh, uh, <laughs> Cruz, and his versus Team Alpha Male picks up what. Three, four years later. But even post-Team Alpha Male, as you had a Cruz saying right. a lot of bad things about even uh, a TJ's coach, uh, Dwayne Ludwig. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. wow, he really is trying to find flaws in every single, uh, yeah. the mind game as well. Yeah. How important do you think that was as far as not just the Alpha Male, but now it's like, well, now you're dissing Dwayne Ludwig and, and whatnot. I didn't think it was that big, mm-hmm. that big of a deal. Because it was still Team Alpha Male to mm-hmm. a certain extent, you know? Yeah, um... I don't know. It was just, you know, even with all the trash trash talk that was going on with it, actually Cruz was doing, you know, most of it. Right. Yeah. Um, Dillashaw was just kind of, you know, just, I guess, just trying to be the better man for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I think he was also caught off guard. Well, yeah. he, he's not really known for the trash talking as well. Just about right. a week ago, him, they were asking him about Conor McGregor and whatnot, and he said he was not a fan. And and I think his quote was, he's not a big fan of that WWE style of, right. of you know, the, the game I of, think of MMA. Because he's not... Uh, he doesn't come from that background. He's not. He's not used to it. He hasn't practiced it. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to say too that I think what's fascinating about this is this match. You know, from from start to finish, when they, when they booked it to the final bell, was guaranteed to be technically a fascinating match. Anything, mm-hmm. guys. I, it is worth going out of your way to to see if you haven't caught it already. Um, it is replaying on Fox Sports and Fox Sports Two. Um, this uh, this week and probably next few weeks, but um, it was it promised to be a fantastic technical match where you could break down a lot of different things. Obviously, the footwork is mm-hmm. a big story, part of the storyline, um, and and how Dillashaw, whether on purpose or just by um, by accident, you know, has kind of learned to to imitate that footwork. Um, the speed, the uh, you know, the, the combinations, the way that they mix up their striking. It's going to be a fascinating thing, and and also in the wrestling element as well. You know whether Dillashaw could uh, could negate 
um, Cruz's takedowns. Well, speaking know. of Cruz, real quick, I mean, the guy's got a torn ACL in both of his legs. Not mm-hmm. just one leg, but both of his legs. Now, how, how curious did. how curious were you in terms of seeing if he lost a step or new? Obviously, in his last fight with Mizugaki, he looked flawless. But then again, it was short. Mm-hmm. It was, what, 30, 45 seconds? Mm-hmm. 60 seconds, actually. I'm sorry? KO, 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was pretty short. So, were you guys have any worries for Cruz going into this fight, knowing his, his injury uh, history? You know what? I was actually wanted to see. I was very interested in seeing um, when it's coming up to the fight, whether... The old Cruz was gonna still show and mm-hmm. still gonna have the the same effect he did, mm-hmm. um, versus the new Dillashaw that he was working on on brand new stuff and yeah. pretty much you know the the game is evolving very quickly. Sure, you know, and everybody's working on different things and you don't you don't know where Cruz was at right. at that yeah. moment. You know, you don't know if that that same Cruz was gonna show up to fight Dillashaw. It's a long time, and like you said, the, the sport could have possibly passed him by, or because he hasn't been in, in the, the spotlight much, he could be in the lab working on all yeah. kinds of you know mad, crazy experiments and new new strategies and stuff. I mean, here's a guy who actually is one of the few to, to hold, probably, I think the last person to hold the victory over Demetrius Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was mm-hmm. a weight class above you know what DJ usually fights at, but Cruz still beat him. Oh yeah, you know. So, so, yeah, there was no question. So about for that. a guy like Cruz to be able to match up with DJ as far as footwork and speed, you know that's pretty impressive. Now coming into the fight, how long into the fight were you like, now this is the Cruz? Like I know that he hasn't lost a step. Well, let's talk about the. I mean, the result here. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, I don't know if you would say controversial per se. It was close for sure. Mm-hmm. Cruz winning by split decision, forty-eight, forty-seven, forty-six, forty-nine. Uh, in Dillashaw's direction, and then 49-46. I thought it's fascinating how the scores were all over the place. Uh-huh. And when you go back, guys, there is um, a, a meme. It's not a meme, I'm sorry, but photo of the, the fight card is, uh, the scorecard is going around there on the internet. Um, you can find that and you can see which judges scored uh, which rounds for whom. It looks like with the exception of round two, which mm-hmm. everyone agreed that uh, Cruz won that round, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all the all the other scores were all over the place. I think right. one judge had uh, TJ winning uh, four and five. Another judge had Cruz winning four and five. Um, another judge had you know TJ winning the first round. Like I said, it was just all over the place except for that first round. But it, it really was a close fight. I, I think yeah. in terms of maybe not as close as uh, Lawler Condit, mm-hmm. but it's still regardless pretty close. I don't think it's controversial as much. Um, right. I, I but in terms of I do think that. The fight was so good. Now, not only was it good, I think it was technically good. It wasn't like sure. an, it wasn't like an oh man, this fight is so ugly. Like they're just throwing everything out the window. Right. Um, it's and not this Griffin Bonner. Yeah, I think this fight was as far as technicality. Just it was just a beautiful fight to watch. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree? It was very beautiful to see Cruz have that kind of head movement mm-hmm. and actually been able to you know whenever he he was working on the inside he would just work on the inside with with tj Mm -hmm. he would hit him get out just in time Mm -hmm. so you know tj was it was kind of it was hard um for tj to to get anything off yeah tj was swinging and missing a lot Mm -hmm. um and the other thing that i thought was interesting is that the these guys are so fast that the, the cameraman, the director, was actually at certain points, not mm-hmm. the whole time, but certain points, having trouble uh, catching up, up, getting yeah. the right shot, you know, that's going to provide you uh, a, a maximum visibility to how close either fighter's punch comes mm-hmm. to his face or his body. So a lot of shots whizzed by that look like they actually hit Dil- uh, hit Cruz mm-hmm. or Dillashaw, like, you know, or vice versa. Um, and that was 
I mean that that's one of those things that throws into uh, throws out of whack any kind of of symmetry or um, general kind of you know a measurement of, of of scoring these rounds. You go back and you watch the watch the thing again. I watched it again uh, today and came out with a completely different outcome really? than than the way I scored it last night. How did you score it last night? Last night I scored it for Cruz. Uh-huh. I gave Cruz. I think it was. Um, First judge, J- Dave, somebody or other, uh-huh. uh, on the left hand side there. Um, I gave Cruz the first three rounds and Dillashaw the second two, or okay. I'm sorry, the the last two rather, and so it came out forty nine forty. Or well, you gave Cruz the first three rounds, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. and Dillashaw uh, four and five. Okay. Today, when I went back and scored it and watched it with the with the sound off, mm-hmm. um, I gave Dom the first, the third just barely. But then I gave Dillashaw the fourth and fifth, as I did last night, and then the second. That's what I mean. That's how crazy, guys, that this thing is. The one score, the one round that I switched. Um, yeah, the one round that I switched was the one that all the other judges across the board. It was the only one that they agreed on. You know, so that just goes to show you how varied, how close this was. That three or four, or everybody else on the internet and out there that watched the show. Uh-huh. Can their their scores can be just across the board completely? You know. Yeah. Uh, I want to. I have, a, I have a question for you, Laura. Uh, and you know, obviously, you train for fights and whatnot. Um, how hard is it to, to fight against somebody with such quick footwork and such quick speed? I mean, yeah, Dominic Cruz leaning in, but then a second later, he would just kind of completely, you know, not a, not just the foot movement, but the head movement, the body movement. Just somebody so quick. How do you prepare for that? Uh, you can't, can you? Is, is a question. <laughs> I mean, you know, just being in the fight, I've fought, you know, somebody quicker than me, uh-huh. and it's, you know, just to 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 speak for for TJ, it's very frustrating. Which I seen him very frustrated in that in mm. that fight, you know, and um, he was kind of wearing it on his face there. Yeah, the yeah. first and second, like what the? How do I catch this guy? You know, and um, you know, you know, and I seen I seen Cruz actually. Kind of, I know that he was um, watching tape on him because he was using his kicks mm. as takedowns. Mm-hmm. So he would um, TJ TJ will kick him, which you know, with the jab and then the kick right after that. Mm-hmm. He would he would uh, time that and he would get you know uh, TJ down. He was catching a lot of the kicks yes. and dumping them on yes. that, wasn't he? Yeah. But he was right up. I mean, impressive mm-hmm. for Dillashaw. I mean, yeah, Dominic Cruz was able to take him down. I think he had maybe four or five takedowns. Mm-hmm. But D- Dillashaw was not on the ground at all for maybe more than three or four seconds. Uh-uh. Right. They were I mean, right up. The only time that groundwork came into effect, I thought, was the fourth round. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's you wouldn't really say it was groundwork because um, I think uh, – I forget it was a scramble and who took down who. But Dillashaw ended up getting on uh, getting on Cruz's back. Standing against the cage and throwing those uh, those knees, and I think he la- knees to the leg, and then yeah. I think he landed one in the head I as mean, well. Speaking up a little bit of those, those takedowns, as far as Cruz taking him down, Dillashaw getting right back up. Would you favor that as maybe one for the other? Do you credit more Cruz for taking him down, or do you credit more Dillashaw for not letting himself stay down? See, that's a tough one because mm-hmm. I would I would credit uh, maybe Cruz for that mm-hmm. for the takedowns because mm-hmm. that shows he's he's being the, the aggressor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well. But Dillashaw was the aggressor for the most part, standing. Mm-hmm. Cruz was doing a lot of evading, and I'll, I'll write that off to mm-hmm. to or credit that to strategy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's not like he was running from him, but um, in the in terms of cage control, I'd argue that uh, Dillashaw was the one 
being being more aggressive, pushing, you know, trying to push the presser, pressure. Um, but I agree with you. Cruz should get more credit for the takedowns as opposed to Dillashaw mm-hmm. and the fact that he got up. Now, because Dillashaw got up fast and because there wasn't much damage done in those uh, when when Cruz was on on top and got the takedowns, you don't give too much control or, or too much credit to those mm-hmm. takedowns. It would be a tiebreaker, and in this kind of scenario. Um, you really could argue that those were the tiebreaker because the striking otherwise seemed so, um, in in many ways, you know, even like nobody was landing any really hard rocking shots. You know, um, there was a lot of movement and a lot of a lot of swinging and missing. Quite frankly, you know, but it was great technical striking regardless. I don't know about you, but I kind of noticed uh, in the fourth and fifth rounds, and we've seen Dillashaw in the past. Um, you know, obviously start off strong, but mm-hmm. just those last few rounds or last two rounds against Hennenbrau and Joe Soto, especially against Burrell, right. just completely just come into his own in those fourth and fifth, round, fifth rounds. And I saw Dillashaw kind of coming up in those fourth and fifth rounds, and I scored him. I scored Dillashaw for both those rounds. Mm-hmm. Actually, did so. Did you guys yes. agree fourth and fifth as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of like, and, you know what? And the Cruz was slowing down. And the fourth and the fifth, I think that Dillashaw was actually putting his his combinations together mm-hmm. along with the kicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it was working for him. Um, Cruz actually showed a little bit damage on his leg. Yeah, on his leading leg. So he actually switched stands and yep. you know showed that that leg was was taking damage. Although in interviews afterwards, he was saying it was his foot um, and not not the leg kicks themselves that mm-hmm. were uh, uh, that were damaging. But I was nervous. I mean, especially thinking about his All leg injuries. injuries yes. Yeah, and the fact that Dillashaw is just you know going to town with those leg kicks. Um, I thought that it might have an issue uh, that might be playing into effect. And it kind of it, it definitely looked like. Cruz just was trying to no sell mm-hmm. those uh, those kicks, but at the same time, I mean, you could see him taking them, you know, kind of um, going with the momentum uh, when Dillashaw landed, um, and and then there was a giant red welt there. Oh yeah, behind his knee, definitely. You know? So I do think that it could have uh, 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 that, if nothing else, when you're talking about scoring damage, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be the the predominant uh, predominant criteria. Fourth and fifth rounds, Dillashaw did more damage. And then also the the fence grabbing, what Cruz was doing. <laughs> See, I thought he what, was grabbing the, the fence a little too much, and I was I was very surprised that he wasn't he didn't get a point taken away because Herb Dean had to warn him like three oh, four yeah, times, yeah. right? And it's funny because had had he would have taken a point away, and you know the fourth and the fifth round would have stayed the same. It would end up being a draw, to be honest with you, because <laughs> with the way the, the scoring was, was um, it because you had? Let's see, I know the first uh, the first round the first judge. Because then it would have been 40, 48, 46, uh, 49, 45. Mm-hmm. And then with the cruise with 48, 47, it would have been 47 to 47. Had a point would have mm-hmm. been taken away. Mm-hmm. You, would have had, you would have had a split draw. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Rarity. That is a super rare uh, rare score there, yeah. But speaking of Cruz as well, too, um, here's a guy who's no stranger to five-round fights at all. I think before he got hurt, before the Mizugaki fight, I think his previous four fights all went to decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that said, were you kind of did you kind of see the kind of the, I guess you can say injuries or maybe the fatigue in some ways kind of settle in? And do you think that's a result of his injuries and in kind of him slowing down in round four and five? Or do you think just Dillashaw is just that good late in the game? I think Dillashaw was kind of getting his timing in uh-huh. back in you know going into the the fourth and fifth, and I think he's he was getting a little bit more confident. Mm. Um, you know with the striking, with the the kicks landing, and um, 
and all of that. But um, I think it was just it was just TJ yeah. doing that. It, it makes sense that TJ would take he would need that long to really get the pace mm-hmm. uh, and the timing going against somebody like Cruz. Um, but of course, it does make sense as well that Cruz, you know, those leg kicks, whether it was his kneecap or his his foot. I think either way, that part of your body is hurting, you know, regardless. So as you get into later rounds, yeah, you're you're more prone uh, uh, prone to things acting up and, and having to deal with pain, you know. Uh, plus you're tired. That was the other thing I noted was that uh, Dillashaw uh, – sorry, Cruz was um, – Cruz seemed to be breathing hard pretty well, early in the what? match. You know what? I actually watched all – well, some of his fights, some of his previous fights. Yeah. Um, and he's he does that. He kind of goes <sighs> – yeah, kind of. He takes big breaths. Okay. Um. So I seen that. I seen that from him before. Um. And then also, uh, when I what I wanted to say was, um, in a fourth and the fifth, you know, how do you stop somebody that's so quick and you know mm-hmm. so you know so fast on the feet? Is you chop you chop them down. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's what TJ was doing. He kind of slowed down a little bit in the mm-hmm. fourth and the fifth. Yeah. Um. So you know that's the strategy was yeah. starting to work. Yeah. At that point, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I know you said that you scored it one way yesterday. You scored another way today. I mean, so you, you think that Dillashaw should have won that fight? The second round, I ended up giving Dillashaw a super. I mean, the third round was close. Um, the second round, you know, it's it's a it's a hair's difference in criteria here. Um, you know, I have notes here about uh, it was. Dom was was elusive in the first minute. He shucked off the takedown uh, takedown attempt from TJ. Um, TJ landed a right, and that's when I think that's when we started seeing you know leg kicks come into play. Uh, Dom had a flurry and two brief takedowns, but to me, you know, again the, that criteria of those two takedowns versus the finesse and the um, the pinpoint accuracy, I want to say, or, or the, the the razor thin criteria of the striking, you know, so it was so close. Um, I ended up giving it to TJ. That second round, I, I don't know. I, I think honestly, guys, you know, I watched this match ten times, and I'm going to give it uh, five times to TJ and five times to Cruz. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I saw in the second, and so you know, I can I can see. No, in the end, you know, I walk away looking, going, yeah, the right guy won. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't I don't think that there was a, there was a question about that. Although I do think that um, TJ turned on and you know really was. In his zone later in the in the match, but not uh, not not soon enough. So with that said, where do you go from here? I mean, in my personal opinion, I, I want to see a rematch, not because it was controversial or not, whatever. I just thought that this fight was just so great to watch that I want to see five rounds more, possibly. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Where do you guys think the bantamweight championship should go from here? Oh man, <laughs> I would like to see a rematch. Why not? Um, because I'm tired of saying the and word you know rematch. <laughs> I want to see in 2016. Do you want to see a trilogy? See, as opposed to the previous fight that we just saw, Condor Lawler, I think. I mean, I I think you guys agree too. Is that I don't want to see a rematch of that. Right. This one, I want to see a rematch. I think it was that good. I want to see TJ and Dominic go one more time. I think yeah, you like could you said, justify maybe a trilogy. You could justify it. It is uh, kind of like uh, Lawler Hendricks, where y- you rematch. Because it was so close and it was so good, not necessarily because it's controversial. I, me personally, if there's controversy involved, then I'm much more for a rematch. 
there's also this criteria that you know somebody has been such a great champion for so long they get an immediate rematch. It started with Anderson. Um, then we had uh, it was somebody before Ronda, I think, as well, right? Hen uh, and but and then that got screwed up with the weight, um, and then Ronda, of course. And not to say that these people don't necessarily deserve uh, title fights, rematches, but you've got to keep the belts going there. I mean, from a from a business perspective, uh, what's great here is that from a business perspective, you can go in either way. Uriah Faber is right there, and he'd fight either guy gladly, you know. And regardless, say what you will about the competitiveness of it. You can at least – it's a match that you can market, whether it's with uh, Cruz defending or Dillashaw defending. You know, um, Who knows what's going to happen with Hennon Burrow. I don't remember if he's booked or not uh, in a show coming. Or is he having to fight at 45? I haven't heard anything about 45. I know he's been having trouble with the weight uh, right. here and there. I think that there was uh, talk about making him go to 45. And I mean now that the IV ban is in effect, I wouldn't be surprised if – that just is, is a foregone conclusion. I mean, I also got to look at the rankings, too. I mean, you have, obviously, T.G. and Dominic, number one, and, mm-hmm. and the champ. You had Hennon Burrell at number two, and obviously right. we, we're just talking about him. Uriah Faber, who... Faber's I mean, number four. He's number three. But it, oh, okay. it just in some ways, it's like you give him the big money fights, and he just keeps losing anyways. He mm-hmm. lost against Frank Yediger. He's going to lose. He keeps losing the championship He's going to lose? You yeah, know that already? I mean, um, a guy who's kind of been getting the, the, the shaft there every now and then is Rafael Sun Tzu. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who was probably, he, I think he's not before Dominic, he's beaten TJ Dillashaw. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they were promising him a title shot for the long time. And uh, you have Michael McDonald kind of moving up. So I think in just some ways, Come on, I think man. Dillashaw. <laughs> business, Rafael Sun Mike McDonald, pay-per-view? No. What do you mean? The, when you when you have when when you can you do Uriah Faber uh, in a title match, I just think I just think because of that, I think Cruz and Dillashaw makes more sense. Mm, okay, yeah. Um, I would I'd stick Faber in there because you can always go back to that Cruz and Dillashaw yeah. rematch. You know, with I mean, if it, we should talk about the Holly home Ronda Rousey or mm-hmm. home uh, Tate okay. Rousey triangle, same thing. Faber versus now Cruz. It's a match that you wanted to do. You've got plenty of footage. You can market the hell out of that thing, right? Um, I think the best thing that can happen is probably Faber winning. And I'll, I'll get into the Tate winning because I think the best thing mm-hmm. that can happen is Tate winning. <laughs> right. um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, D- Dillashaw and Faber, I mean, there's not – I wouldn't say bad blood. But, yeah, obviously, now they're willing to fight each other. Um, you mm. know, Cruz, Faber, obviously, there's that bad right. blood there. Um, yeah, I mean, it does yeah. make it – I just want to see Faber just win an important fight. He keeps losing those important fights. I want to see him well, win an important fight. He beat Frankie Sands. And I know that that wasn't a huge one-sided domination, mm-hmm. but it was something that, you know, it was uh, Frankie's, yeah, top 15 at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I'm, I'm fudging it a little bit to justify Faber. I, I grant you that. But from a business perspective, that makes much more sense than Rafael Asuncao mm-hmm. than Mike McDonald. I don't know that it doesn't make more sense than Aljamain Sterling. That might be interesting, you mm-hmm. know. Aljo has certainly been, I mean, granted, he's a free agent and doesn't have a contract signing. That could be an interesting way of tempting, you know, tempting him to sign, to re-sign there. He's uh, ranked at number five. Um, but, yeah, Faber makes sense to you put him in there. And if he wins, great. If he loses, then that would be Cruz still uh, still as champion. And then mm-hmm. you can run the rematch with Dillashaw. Um, it is, I think it is fair to, to do a rematch at some point, but this way, you just keep the title moving. You know, with with at least a, a moderately new face, shall we say? You know, with Faber, 
it's at least a new combination as opposed to putting that two. Yeah, Dominic's been away for so long that somehow Cruz and Faber does seem a little fresh at times. <laughs> um, obviously, I mean, it's been so long that if you remember, anybody remembers the Ultimate Fighter Live mm-hmm. when yeah. that first started. That was supposed to be the culmination of that that season of the Ultimate Fighter. Was that the first uh, Ultimate Fighter? On Fox. That we, or, no, a, the, after Fox. So it wasn't an After Buzz show. We no. didn't do that, did we? No, no. Our first one was... Uh, I was trying to remember. 20. Ronda and Misha? No, no, no. It was after that. It was no, 20. No, we covered Ronda and Misha. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Bet on it. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, brother. <laughs> What's the bet? I know What's we the bet? did. What, yeah. What's the bet? Yes! Okay, no. <laughs> now, now we can just check, yeah. Again, Joe Boza. I know Joe was watching. Um, <laughs> actually, we can look that up. Well, I don't know why, I know. When did we start after Buzz? Around UFC, I can't remember talking about this. Uh, around March, April 2014. February. Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate was December 2013. Okay. So obviously, if that the culmination of that Ultimate Ronda- Fighter was Ronda Tate was a culmination of that season of December 2013, the same night as uh, Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman, when Chris uh, Chris. Uh, what Anderson are we talking Silva. about? I mean, I know what we're talking about. No, no we didn't cover the we didn't, we didn't cover the the Rousey Tate one. Because that culmination, I'm sure of, we did. the culmination of that season. So what was the was first one that we did? The the late the girls one. The girls uh, for the strawweight the championship. The girls. Yeah, and that was and that was Gilbert Melendez versus uh, Anthony Pettis. Speaking of Anthony Pettis. Speaking of Anthony Pettis, who was, our, who was in our, who was in our, speaking of Anthony Pettis, who was in our co-main event of the evening. See what you mm-hmm. did there. I like what you did there. You're trying to <laughs> transition it into the next fight. Anthony Pettis faced off uh, Eddie Alvarez in what many considered a dream match about two years ago, mm-hmm. when um, you know WEC slash UFC lightweight champion into the Bellator, Bellator lightweight championship, um, Bellator lightweight champion. Why did do that again? Um, Eddie Alvarez <laughs> and Anthony Pettis, in what in my opinion, a much more anticipated fight. Than the main event, I thought this was going to be. I mean, I think it was. I, it was going to be. A, a You're much, saying that Pettis Alvarez was more anticipated than the title match. In my opinion, for him. Oh, for you, my opinion, an audience of one. <laughs> okay, because that's all that matters in my world. Okay, so you're saying that you're, I'm amused at my opinion, own antics. Yeah, your opinion is that you you and you were more you were anticipating that one more by a so little than by a little, okay. but it's still more. But you're not saying that overall if, by the mass fans. That that one was more anticipated than Dillashaw Cruz. There's know. no way you could argue that one. I don't know. I don't think so. Let's let's uh, let's get those tweets in. But yep. uh, and, but but even so, I mean, Anthony Pettis. Here's a guy who was always fun to watch. Eddie Alvarez just finally coming into his own from coming since coming to the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think of this fight? Was it? I mean, I know maybe you guys were anticipating the bantamweight championship more. But were you guys still looking forward to this fight as much as maybe I was? I was actually looking for Alvarez to to strike a little bit more mm-hmm. than what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking back into the, the earlier fights from Bellator and you know with uh, Schindler and those battles was great, great to see. And actually, I had to go back and, and watch it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But I was actually expecting a little bit more striking from him. Um, he had a game plan to actually just stuff him mm-hmm. and stop that that um, explosiveness that Pettis has, mm-hmm. and he did it. He played that game and he won. You know, the Clay Guida yeah. blueprint, <laughs> blueprint, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Same thing. I, I was expecting a bit more of a striking match. Um, I so Alvarez won by split decision, twenty nine twenty eight and twenty eight twenty nine. I don't know how you gave it. Uh, how you get a split decision there. I don't know how anyone sees that Pettis won that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's 
way outdated criteria of judging when you say, well, he's not getting taken down. Mm-hmm. You know, he's up against the cage, so the other guy, the guy that's putting in the effort, uh, the guy that's controlling Pettis, his body at least, yeah, that's the guy that's losing. Hmm. I don't agree with that at all. Um, let's see, Eddie, I gave the first two rounds. Uh, third round, doesn't look like he even scored it. They don't have a score written down here, but um, let's see. <laughs> Eddie Alvarez, fifth, sixth takedown. Yeah, I think I would have given him that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a. I'm not sure which one, even which round uh, they would have given to Pettis. What do you guys think? Um, I actually gave the second to to Pettis. Okay. Um, first, first and third, I gave it to Alvarez. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just. <laughs> I thought there'd be a lot more fireworks, yeah. especially with their history of just these these. Oh my God! These drop those. We can't even talk right now. These fireworks kind of matches. I'm obviously with Eddie Alvarez, like you mentioned, with Michael Chandler back in Bellator. You know, obviously Anthony Pettis. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like he's his own worst enemy because like now everybody's expecting a a highlight reel kind of move right, in yeah. some ways. You know, we've seen some obviously the Showtime kick in a WEC against Benson Henderson. There's even other times where he's just so impressive, even when he beat Benson Henderson for the UFC belt. Um, just this this. Submission just out of nowhere. Same thing right. with Gabriel Melendez. Um, I was a little disappointed, but I mean, the, I think the right guy won. Um, if anything, and let me know what you think about this. I think the best thing to do right now with Eddie Alvarez is him versus Tony Ferguson, number one contendership. That's a that, fantastic match. Yes. Yeah. I would love to see that fight. And I think even, uh, oh, I think I already closed it. I think Tony Ferguson kind of tweeted out and be like, hey, man. That sounds that like was, something was, Tony would like, say. It's like this fight was boring. Like, <laughs> like you know, show me something. And you know, like, and and he and Alvarez even said it. You know, yes, I know that it was boring, and I know that you know, mm-hmm. I know it wasn't. It wasn't a lot of action going on, but I had to do what I had to do to be right. able to get that W. Yeah, and you know, but that's the other fascinating story to come out of this is what is it about Anthony Pettis that me personally it didn't you know, just from watching on TV didn't look like he was necessarily there mentally or that he was trying he was, he was having trouble getting his pace timing whatever it didn't that's not the anthony pettis that we know that fires on all cylinders right mm-hmm. and on top of that this is what the third fourth time that we've seen this strategy somebody uh, you know employed against him where you just bull him up against the cage now it didn't work for gil melendez he got caught in the guillotine but uh, Dos Anjos, who worked for him, not a problem. Um, Clay Guida, as we talked about earlier, and Eddie as well. So this is the fourth time that Pettis has had to deal with this mm-hmm. scenario. And you know what? I, I mean, I would think that Pettis, you know, after the you know, Dos Anjos uh, mm-hmm. fight, he would go back to the board and actually work on his wrestling, his um, avoiding taking down. Right. You know, and, and he was working, um, and I've seen on on the embedded Mm-hmm. Uh, videos that he, right. he was actually working on that, Is he but I didn't see right? anything like I didn't see any of the of that in mm-hmm. this fight. Right? Yeah, you know? that's that's exactly the thing. It's like if you didn't know that Pettis had had started working with Izzy, um, you wouldn't know that he worked on his wrestling at all. So it certainly wasn't visible in the uh, wasn't evident in the in the show or in the the match, mm-hmm. and that's what I found very bizarre about this match in general. Yeah, I really, like I, said, I really hope I see Eddie Alvarez versus Tony Ferguson. I think that fight would definitely bring out the, the the Eddie Alvarez that we all know that we all saw in Bellator, and we know oh, yeah. that can can he can he can go. Um, next fight is just so I can't even talk about it because it's just so hard to to even <laughs> to, watch? In, to even think about one of the guys in the fight, Matt Mitrioni versus Travis Brown. By the way, real quick, Travis Brown much leaner, right? 
Yeah. He looked it. Very, very much leaner. Must I think be he in came that in Ronda Rousey life. diet then, you know. He was under... Uh, the Mike Dolce diet. Maybe. <laughs> was he under, I think it was under 240. I think yeah, it was like he looked, 238 he or so, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 230-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a couple eye pokes there now. Travis Brown with the victory. But that's not the story of the match that everybody's going to remember. Everybody's going to remember Matt Mitrione's right eye. How I don't even want to talk about it because it just giant, it just gives me whatever. I don't way. know if there's any possibility of just maybe googling Matt Mitrioni's eye for anybody who's watching on YouTube or will watch on your currently watching now whether it's live or not. Yeah, Mark, but, check out Matt Mitrione M I T R O N E I believe. Oh yes. my god, it was just oh my god. There's horrendous. a Google machine. Going. I mean, I, I've never. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I've seen like uh, like hematobas. Like obviously, mm-hmm. I think the big one that comes out is. Josie Alder versus Mark Holmick. That wasn't a hematoma. That was a thematoma. <laughs> that was like, a whole bunch of tomas. Um, like so I think I think it was Mark Hominick who just had a just mm-hmm. a bulge. But that was more maybe like his like maybe that was on the forehead. Yeah, that was on top. Yeah, Matt Mitroni's eye is like. Oh my god! I'm not going to put this on the internet because this is a family show. <laughs> you found it on the internet. Put it on the internet. Oh Come god, on! No. Throw this it? thing into the show. Damn it! I will literally puke through the microphone. And you will come not out your literally ears. do that. It is literally but impossible. You, Run that photo. What did you guys think when you saw Booth that? Booth monkey. Obviously, the right the right person won the fight. Um, but what do you guys think when you saw that? Were you just like? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, all, uh, all all safety and good health to Matt Mitrione, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean, we've seen things just as bad as that. That was pretty gnarly, but yeah, it was cool. Things happen. <laughs> things happen. It's exactly. Anime. So you can have that on the <laughs> wallpaper of your phone. Mm. I'm not going to because. The, the chick that's on there in the, the bikini and booty shorts is a hell of a lot better. Yeah. But I suppose if, it depends on if I'm in a sex or violence kind of mood. Mm. But um, real quickly, too, in the chat room here, Joe Blows is rolling solo tonight. Um, understandably so, since we're on a different night than we usually are. Um, he does clear the clear the uh, the bet, as we did as well. You guys started covering Ultimate Fighter with Cycle 20, Gil Melendez, and Anthony Pettis. I sit corrected. Good call, Joe Boza. We owe you yet another T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, actually, Habib Nurmagomedov tweeted Ariel Hawani that he wanted Eddie with the number one contendership. Yeah, that irrelevant. would be fantastic. It would be, but talk to me when you have a fight first. Exactly. That'd be fantastic if he was around, number yeah. one. And number two, at this point, I think that um, Tony Ferguson means a lot more. Absolutely. Uh, as a draw mm-hmm. than, than Habib Talking would. Way. Absolutely. Yeah. Not to say that Habib is not uh, deserving on merit of in the cage. I want to see a kukui. <laughs> oh, kukui, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to yeah. see a kukui. Uh, going back to Travis Brown, though, you kind of saw, at least in my eyes, a different style from him. Definitely mm-hmm. more patient, a more reserved fighter. Did you guys right. kind of see that, too, or did you guys even agree with that game plan? Um, I mean, he was taking his time uh-huh. um, to actually, you know, strike, and he was picking his... his, uh, his uh, What's it called? Picking his shots. Yeah, it's picking, picking his shots. Picking the openings. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think, you know, it was a better fight for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he obviously did some damage. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, looking on my notes here, I gave Mitri on the first. The second one was close, uh, the second round. For Travis, I, you could make the argument of uh, scoring it for Travis based on his takedown. Um, but Mitrion was was having great success with that left. He was throwing a left straight that uh, Travis had no answers for. Couldn't defend, and he was getting through all throughout the match, I think even into the third. And on the um, first round, he got knocked down, right? Uh, Travis. Travis did. Yeah, he tags Brown. 
Uh, one, yeah, knocked down he at went down uh, to 345. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it was competitive. I mean, it, it's interesting. I'm a big fan in general of Matt Mitrion matches. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily the most exciting ones, but there's something about him when he's in there. Um, and maybe it's it's how he delivers on, on interviews and stuff where you feel like this may not be the the top guy in the heavyweight division, but he's going out there and he's doing what he can. I mean, he's night and day character from the way he was or the way he was portrayed in the uh, Ultimate Fighter. Fighter. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I enjoy... I enjoyed this match, even though there was a fair amount of mm-hmm. kind of patty cake, yeah. you know, um, feeling out distance and stuff. Yeah, it worked for me. Just kind of round out some of the main card. Francisco Trinaldo defeated Ross Pearson by unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. Um, going into the prelims, uh, the, one of the comeback kids and maybe maybe going to be a fighter to watch, even though he's been around, is Patrick Cote beating Ben Saunders. I'm kind of happy for Cote. I think this is his second match at 170, correct? I this think so, too, yeah. He's fought at 85, he's fought at 205, and that's it's an interesting story, you know, for a guy that has had fights at 205 and, and 85, now going down to 70. He's even had a middleweight championship fight against Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, Ed Herman beating Tim Boach, that was pretty impressive. Ed Herman's another guy who's been around for a little bit. Comeback kid right there, yeah. Yep. Uh, Chris Wade defeating Medi Baghdad. Medi Baghdad, uh, yep. Luke Sanders, who hopefully isn't poor anymore, I know, <laughs> and after, after his... Uh, his 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 fight. He was getting interviews like, "Dude, oh, no, man, I'm I'm so poor. I'm trying to win. You know. Hopefully, I can get that bonus. And congratulations, he did get that bonus for fifty thousand right. dollars for a submission of the or I think he, I think he was speaking for a lot of fighters. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Guarantee you uh, that. Paul Felder being Crookshank. Elif Latifi beating Sean O'Connell. Sean O'Connell probably my favorite person to watch during the weigh-ins. Mm-hmm. If anybody's seen him in previous weigh-ins, I know this one he kind of handed uh, Latifi flowers. Other ones, he, I think he brought a lightsaber, right. the, the little thing with the drink. It's always fun to watch. O'Connell's got a charm and charisma to himself, yeah. But uh, Latifi, I think, should have gotten the two uh, uh, a performance bonus as well. I hope mm-hmm. he got taken care of at some point because through through two shots, two right hands, dropped O'Connell and. You know, follow up. With, I think followed up with some ground and pound, but uh-huh. uh, or maybe the referee jumped in that fast. But yeah. thirty seconds, two punches. How do you argue that one? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. No. Uh, before we uh, leave for the night, just real quick, since the last time we we were here, they announced a, I kind of guess like another mega card. Uh, the big story is, and I hate when they're saying this, this is the first time it's happened, because it's not the first time it's happened, but the UFC featherweight championship or featherweight title, I guess for that weight class, is uh. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor has a chance to become a double champion as mm-hmm. he's going to face Rafael Dos Anjos Two titles at once. BG Penn did that, right? Against USP back in the day when he was a lightweight champion. He did have a title shot, and that was a last-minute replacement match. No, it wasn't. So it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a... Bet on it. Hughes? Oh. Bet on it. It was like a two-week replacement. No, he, fa- no he faced Hughes in the replacement. But was GSP the won, and then that's right after BJ Penn became the lightweight championship. Became the lightweight champion. Trust whatever, me. trust me. Um, <laughs> it's whatever Joe Boza says. I'll I mean, obviously, we'll response. get we'll get to the predictions, you know, in a few weeks when we're back. But also, another fight is uh, Holly Holm versus Misha Tate. Mm-hmm. Finally, Tate gets her title shot. Uh, like I said, I think it's going to be really interesting to see if Tate can actually win now because I think uh, another story is Rousey coming back and maybe beating Tate. I don't know. Yeah, but then again, it goes back to like, okay, Holm is a beautiful, uh, not a beautiful, but she, she is, is beautiful, beautiful. Especially, especially to the Irish fans. Beatable. If anybody's seen that mm-hmm. uh, video, a beatable fighter. Holm. Yes. Really? Yes. And Holm? her record says otherwise. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> you see holes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and Tate, it's a little more scrappy, mm-hmm. you know, right. than 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 Ronda is. Styles so, make matchups. Yeah, so if Tate wins, then it goes back to 
Rhonda again. Yeah. This or makes nice little triangle, sense. as you mentioned earlier, with the yeah, Phantom exactly. Thing. I was going to say this mm-hmm. makes the best sense. It's, it's an interesting card because the title match, um, the the McGregor and Dos Anjos fight, um, by principle, I'm against it, you know. Um, but the Tate home match, I'm all for it. So you've got one match that is the right business decision. The other one is the right business decision for money. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but not good for. Uh, the the championships themselves. I will say this though. I think that Frank Edgar should not be upset because no matter what, he's gonna get the next featherweight championship. Because I think, and this is my own my own opinion, if Connor wins, I think he's gonna vacate the featherweight championship. No matter what, Frank Edgar is gonna be in that vacant championship fight. True, but I think he also wants Connor. Absolutely. That's, for monetary yeah, reasons, oh, but as yeah. well as wanting to test himself yeah. and and really prove himself as, as the king Absolutely. at 145. Well, the next time we're here is going to be for UFC on Fox. So real quick predictions. Uh, this is the Bader Johnson show. Bader Johnson, but first, who do you got? Josh Barnett or Ben Rothwell? Your After oh, okay, Buzz TV predictions. Prediction. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, we got a whole new jingle there, oh, too. Wow. I, don't, I haven't heard that new one audio before. Cue. Yeah. I think that was just Mark saying it in the booth. <laughs> Very well, good <laughs> with that guy's voice. Um, yeah, that guy's a good voice. Uh, Josh Barnett, Ben Rothwell, Ben Rothwell, possible maybe number one contendership for Josh uh, Barnett. Maybe if he wins, another guy to throw in the mix. Yeah, it, it, Josh is one of those guys where it does kind of depend on which Josh Barnett shows mm-hmm. up. I think that the ferocious war master Josh Barnett will mm-hmm. show up. That's who I'm picking. I'm picking Barnett as well. I'm picking Barnett. And of course, <laughs> Maybe uh, we're just SoCal softies here right. for Probably. our local guy. Huh? <laughs> but you got then you got Ryan Bader and Anthony Rumble Johnson in the main event. This is the fight that a lot of people are looking forward to. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of this fight? What do you guys uh who do you guys have? I'll just pick Johnson. I think Johnson is, is still in, in his prime right now. As is Bader, mm-hmm. but But you're um, picking Rumble? Yeah, yeah. What about um, you, Laura? Um I'll pick Bader. Well, I'll pick you want to bet on it? Let's do it. Boom. What do you want to bet? I don't know. I just let go of your hand. doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> well, he still, he still owes me. And judging by things, he's not going to pay up. Uh, speaking of which, I There's got... There's nothing for me to pay you. I got, I got Bader. Oh, I actually owe you one anyway, so okay. you, can call it, you can call it even. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, where can people to reach you on the social media? You can reach me at Lethalora Instagram. J10716 hasn't changed Real in the past 40 minutes. A lot of people are going to well, look like, where's Lethal Aura? Lethal Aura with one L one in the middle. One L says Lethal Aura. Lethal Aura, yeah. Aura. There you go. Aura. Aura. And you, can, Spanish. and you can find me as the road to 500 followers continues on the Twitter machine. G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. We'll see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.